Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan. Brought to you by Active Iron on News Talk. You heard Eamon mention this survey by SIP2, the trade union. More than 80% of public transport workers say they've been the target of abuse. A lot of us have witnessed that. I know I certainly have on, uh, on Dublin bus. And more than half of those surveyed said that antisocial behaviour is an issue for them at least once a week while at work. Um, Alan is with us on the line today because, Alan, you're a Lewis ticket inspector. Tell us what you've experienced. Uh, well, we, uh, how are you doing? How are you? Good. Uh, first things. Um, we've experienced that uh, a daily occurrence, you know, uh, verbal abuse, uh, physical abuse, um, sexual uh, abuse directed towards members of staff as well, you know. It is a daily occurrence and it's, it's completely out of control, you know. All commentary, Alan, is it? Just passing comments... No, no, um, not all the time. You know, like people do put their hands on um, on members of staff. You know, in particular, the ticket inspecting members of staff, because you're actually standing there in front of them. There's no barriers. Um, you're very exposed, Alan. When when you get onto the Lewis and you're you know you're you're asking people for tickets, you're yeah. nearly confronting them, really. Yeah, you know, we do have a process to go through, you know, like, you know, most of us, uh, myself and all my colleagues, like, we try to be as professional as possible, you know, unfortunately we just come across, like, uh, certain people, like, who just have no respect for um, uh, frontline workers or transport workers, and they just kind of, it just starts from there, you know. You're hardly surprised then to hear that 80% of public transport workers um, say they, you know, they've experienced or been the target of abuse on a regular no. occasion. Yeah. No, absolutely no surprise there, you know. I actually thought it might be a slightly higher if you know, it. Do you feel safe at work, Alan? Um, you know, we do have a good support structure in place, you know, and the colleagues we work with, they're the best in the world, you know. So when you're in, like, your teams with your colleagues, you can feel safe, you know. It's when you kind of get separated, and it can happen to anybody. It's when, you know, if, if you're confronted by an aggressive passenger, you can feel unsafe, you know, you can be afraid. Yeah. I've no doubt because yeah. you, 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 you like just to explain. I suppose what you you know you're you're doing day to day. You're you're not on a Lewis all of the time, Alice, Alan. You're 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 kind of on and off. Yeah, we are. Like once we get onto a Lewis, we'll go through, we'll check it, and then we'll jump off at the next available stop, and then the next Lewis coming down, we'll do the same thing with that. Like it's just rinse and repeat, really, for the day. You know, along the infrastructure. You know. Yeah, it's bound to be stressful. It can be, you know, um, the mental uh, stress part of it like can be quite uh, taxing, you know. Um, a lot of us, like uh, a lot of my colleagues, have taken a bit of time off just to kind of get their heads straight, you know. There's only so much abuse one person can take, you know, before you kind of start showing cracks, you know. Yeah. So I, I know a lot of the Lewis um, carriages, and of course people will be familiar with this in Dublin. They often have um, security members. You know, you see security security men on the on the Lewis carriages. Do you think there's need for a dead Dedicated transport police, Alan. Yeah, um, yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely. Um, uh, dedicated transport police will be very welcome, like uh, within our, you know, this is a major capital city with a lot of tourism here. You know, not only the the, the staff, it's all, uh, passengers as well. You know, it has to be an emphasis on the passengers as well. Like you know, a lot of passengers, as you can see from the the surveys that have been done recently over the last year or so. Passengers don't feel safe, staff don't feel safe, you know. So the powers that be are trying to get like people out of the cars onto public transport, you know. It needs to be made safe first. As safe as possibly can be anyway, like, you know. Mm. So more more than even having security security guards in the carriage, you think we need to go a step further? Yeah, absolutely. Like the only the only deterrent for uh, like a lot of um like abusive passengers is the guard standing in front of them, you know. 
And from time to time, do you have guards and carriages or, or you know, for is it only if there's an incident or they're called for some reason? Uh, no, we do like regular um, operations with the guardie in certain hotspots. Like our, our manager, management uh, will identify certain hotspots and they will be in uh, they're in consultation with the guardie and they will, they will arrange then to do a day with us travelling with the guardie up and down these certain hotspots, you know. Just to keep have a presence there, like you mm. know, and hopefully that's a deterrent uh, for a few. Last, it is a deterrent for a few days. Then it just kind of goes back to normal, you know. Yeah. So, so the days that there's the guards there on the carriage, it's all grand. There's the presence, yeah. and then goes back to square one again. Yeah, of course. Yeah, right. yeah. And like, well, like, and, like if we pull up to a platform, say, and there's like a bunch of youth on the platform, if a guard is on the tram, they won't get on the tram, you know. Matt is on the line as well with us, Alan. Alan, stay, stay with us. Um, Matt, you're a bus driver with Go Ireland. What's your experience? Yeah, exactly. Just when, to reiterate what Alan has just said, um, um, the abuse, is, it's nearly on a daily basis now um, for some people. And it's getting worse since COVID. I've just noticed a lot more aggression from people for some reason. Um, and... As Alan said there, Alan Alan's gone right into our faces of collecting the tickets and what have you. But we, as a driver, you're on the bus on your own and you have a by deck or whatever. You can't watch everything. You're trying to watch the road and what Oops, have you. Yeah. You, have people up, you have people upstairs smoking. You have drugs being taken. Um, and there's no deterrence. The, the problem out there is you can bring in a dedicated transport police section and what have you, but it needs to have powers. And then it needs to... Have, for the deterrent to be put in place, like these people can just jump from one bus to the next and ride around, and especially the youths, they've just no respect whatsoever. They'll just charge onto your bus. It's very intimidating for both passengers and mm. the driver. You know what I mean? Would you say it's got worse, uh, Matt? I since would think COVID, so. In the, yeah. since, since COVID, I've noticed a lot more aggression. Yeah, yeah. Since right. COVID, um, whether it's people's response to being locked up and what have you or whatever, um, I don't know, but. That's my personal opinion. I think mm. the aggression is a lot, lot worse since COVID. Yeah. And like, are we talking? You know, is it is it daily? You'd have to deal with sort oh, of verbal abuse. No, absolutely. No, look, a verbal abuse can range from anything. It the, the stuff that you'd wave over your shoulder and you laugh off, like people the, the bus before you didn't turn up, and people take that frustration. And I can understand that mm. they'll take that frustration out on the driver and they'll abuse them. But a lot of drivers will wave that off. That's that's what the 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 threats like that they'll come and wait for you at the terminus they know where your last stop is and they're gonna meet you down there and they'll kick this you know the hell is mm-hmm. out here and what have you. That, that's 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 way above and beyond like the men and women in this this industry some of them are getting out of beds at three o'clock in the morning and what have you. they're not going out to be abused like that no and would you would you get that regularly like Matt because oh. th- that's a beyond abuse like that's that's threatening. I, 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 I guarantee you there's not a driver that hasn't had it at least once. Yeah. I'll wait for you and no. I, I know where your last stop no. is in this case. Yeah. Just, I'm speak. someone who will even tell you I know where you live or I'll find out where you live. And for what reason? Because they have to pay for the ticket oh, or the ticket's wrong? Could, or be, or just... could, 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 could be any reason whatsoever. Any reason whatsoever. Like I'll give you an example. Um, I came over to take over a bus there recently Um I wasn't even meant to be doing this. It was a last-minute decision and what have you. And the woman grabbed me as I'm getting onto the bus. And she started telling me that it was my fault that the children were going to be late for school and what have you. Now, that's an assault. But like it or not, it is an assault on me. 
Yeah, and this is what you have to put up with. So do you think if, if, if we had a dedicated transport police, would that change things, Matt? It would be more of a deterrent, absolutely. But as mm. I say, a de- transport poli- police without power would be no use. No use whatsoever. We yeah. need we need to have tougher sentences for these people. It's 90% of the people that use transport are fine. It's a, let's be honest, this is not just a transport problem, it's a society problem. Antisocial behaviour in this mm. country is a, yeah. is a society problem. You would not get away with the things anywhere else in Europe that they, they do here. So there's, just no not... there's no no sentence. If the same people getting on, the same bus, day in, day out, doing She the same probably recognised them, Matt, do you? Oh, come here. We know them. The guards know them. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's, it's, we know Very where it's going to happen. The, yeah. the, 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 stage, the stage, you know, you know what's going to happen even before you go into work. You know what's going to happen. So the, the, and where it's going to happen. Yeah. So the point arrives. So so both of you working um, as public transport employees uh, mm-hmm. think there is a need to have some kind of of dedicated transport police. Why not just Alan? Why not just have more guards then? Like you know, popping on and off in the same way as you mentioned, you do have guard the patrols from time to time. Like I'm kind of inclined to agree with Matt on this. Surely the, the transport police should they just need to be guards? They need to be people who are actually able to do something. They've, you know, they're, they're, they have powers of detention. They can, they can arrest people. Yeah, no, I agree with everything that Matt said there, you know. Um, you know, he's, uh, he made some very valid points there, you know. Like, it is, it, it seems to be just the same kind of, like, people over and over again, you know. Um, like, I've, I have, I've, I've experienced, like, where being um, abused by certain individuals and the guards have come and arrested them, but they're back on the trance two hours later, you know. Um, there's not a whole lot you can do there, you know. No. Yeah. You see, the yeah. thing about the, the dedicated transport police, we see it in other countries. It works very it is, well. It in, is. Like, you see, like, we have a lot of foreign nationals that work with us, you know, uh, best in the world, the area, of course, but um, they, 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 they've often made comments like that, like in my country, a lot of Polish, a lot of Eastern Europeans, you know, um, some from Brazil and all that. Said, There's absolutely no way would they get a, would anybody get away with that in their country on the transport system mm, because they, they have, have a transport police. Yeah. They so they do have a dedicated you. transport police system in place, you know, and they said it's a very, very stringent, very strict, you know, when it comes to anti-social behaviour on public transport in other countries. Yeah. And the thing about it is, the, the, you know, the, the public transport um, or a dedicated public transport police, like I know we're talking to, to Alan and, and Matt there about the abuse that they're often targeted with and what they have to deal with when they're when they're popping onto the Lewis for as a ticket inspector or also driving the bus. But it's an issue as well um, for us as customers, as passengers. Like I'm a Dublin bus user pretty much probably 50% of the week. I'll get a bus either into work or, or back home. And I love to see when either the bus inspector pops on. It's very, very rare I ever see a guard getting onto the Dublin bus for whatever reason. But it is great when you see it. Like I love when I get the Lewis and I see um, the security guards on it because you do know if something happens at least you have some hope of somebody being able to to step in and, and deal with it but like I think if there's going to be a dedicated transport police they, ha- they have to have powers of arrest and detention otherwise I think it's nearly pointless Raymond is on the line 1800 453 106 is the number Raymond you recently moved away from working um, with bus errand due to safety concerns is that right? Indeed yeah um, I was attacked Three years ago, um, put me out of work for a year, counselling, decided to get back into it because uh, I didn't want these guys to get the better of me. Uh, went back and just before Christmas, like, there was a couple of other minor assaults and, and abuse 
But before Christmas, I had a boy spin off me, threatened to slip me throat. And this is a gang that are kind of in around the city. And we have to kind of walk from one bus to another and hook up with this. So I had to make the decision to leave a good job with pension because I wasn't safe. And the company made it very clear they can't keep me safe. So, you know, that's, that's the, the, the all in of you know, So I, I made a decision to go back to the, the private sector and I'm working with Collins Travel now and I'm much happier. Because you, you had a quite a, I just sorry, the line wasn't just great there, Raymond, for a moment, but you had a number of incidents, um, threatening behaviour on, uh, while you were working on the bus. And in one case, you were threatened and somebody told you they were going to slit your throat. Is, is that yeah, right? And, and spit through the window, yeah, spin through the window on O'Connell Street. It's pretty unbelievable, isn't it? It's incredible. Yeah, as the lads say, it's a daily occurrence, you know what yeah. I mean? If, you know, if, if if a day went past that you weren't abused in some way, that'd be a good day. You know what I mean? Because it's it, it just it's it, it, it's getting out of hand. It has got out of hand. I've had to make the decision now to uh, go back to the, Into the private place. sector. And I, I, yeah, and I'm much happier. Yeah, I'm much well, that's happier good. Good. I feel safer. Yeah. You know what I mean? Do you so a lot of, would a transport a lot of, police change things though, Raymond? Um, yeah, it would because a lot of these guys need to be fired off the services for good and that needs to be enforced because you know this guy that got it, I had incidents with and spit my face off during Covid the guy took a mask off spit in my face put me out of work had me up the wall because I didn't know whether I had Covid or not after um, and this guy was back on the bus the next day do you know what I mean and, and uh, we're told oh we don't have the power to, to, to bar them off the services but we have to put up with that office on a daily basis mm. That's why. That's why you you yeah you went into the commercial sector. See, so text from a listener says facial recognition would be a great tool to lock out anyone committing antisocial behaviour from entering any of these train stations, bus stations, or even the Lewis carriages. Another listener says I've seen posters with a text number to use to report bad behaviour in buses. Sure, who responds to that? Is it the guards of the transport company? Um, Tom is with us on the line. Tom, antisocial behaviour is one of the reasons. Why you left public transport as well? Yeah, well, it was it it, it wasn't as bad now as the, the the last two callers. Obviously, they're they're working in 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 around the city in Dublin. I was coming from um, Eden Derry uh, up to Dublin, up to Connolly Station. But in the mornings, it'd be all fine. Be all working people heading to work, you know. So it was it was grand. But once you kind of turned around for your daytime shift, things started to change. Then there was you know, people coming on the bus not wanting to pay or trying to argue with you about paying. Whereas I would just say, right, get on. I wasn't getting into an argument with anyone about not paying. This, you know what I mean? It's it, it's not worked that. And um, so it's it would be the daytime kind of a crowd or come to the evening evening time, and that's when things start to change. Um, just getting on, not paying, uh, arguing with you. So it just came on. It kept going on. I, I didn't. I loved doing the mornings because it was grand. Yeah. I knew most of the passengers. Everyone was nice and friendly and heading to work and all that. But then when the other people started getting on, that was it. And the same heartache. thing. It's, it's, yeah, heartache that you just you just didn't need it. It's very yeah. it's very difficult to drive a bus, especially in I around know. Dublin. There, when you have scooters, cyclists, pedestrians. Cars. Yeah. You're watching an awful lot of stuff, yeah. and then you're trying to deal with with people as well. It just 
it, it just wasn't worth it. No. And um, you, you go to your man, you go to you go to the your manager and tell them what's going on. This and the other, and there's nothing, there's nothing they can do. Like you know. Do you think, though, if we had this dedicated transport police that um, that, that sip to the trade unions talking about, would that change things, though? Do you think, Tom? I I don't know if it would or not. To be honest, uh, if if they're just going to be there, like I've often I've often had uh, ticket inspectors that I know that worked that worked with me came onto the bus and they've been got more abuse and they've had to get off the bus themselves and the passengers would stay on. Uh, so it's it's you know bard are able to you know it would be more you'd need to guard really you'd have to arrest these people yeah. and find them and stuff like that but then. You know, they don't pay the fines, they're not too worried, they're not too bothered, there's nothing really there and they're back on the bus the next day and if you're there on your own, what are you meant to do? Like, you know what I mean? Um, I, I had three lads in the bus in, in, in Nace and they all got on, refused to pay, they were drinking, they were smoking and everything else and I just turned off the bus and refused to go and radioed the office and said, I'm not driving the bus and I just had to wait there and that was it. And what happened? The, did, did, did the guards come or who came to help them? No, no, they get no way. No, the ticket inspector came down, two of them together, and went onto the bus to them and this and the other. But they just hurled abuse at them, and that was it. I refused. I wasn't driving anymore. I said no way. And then, of course, the passengers that were on the bus had to get to their destination, which was Newbridge, and um, that was it until until the, the, they were going to ring the guard, and then they finally got off the bus. But like the the bus was delayed for forty minutes, like yeah, you know what I mean. I know, and so then every other passenger's on. probably annoyed then about that. That's, like, that's yeah, well, that's 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 it too. But that's why from. I I I left over that and other reasons. And uh, I'm driving I'm driving uh, tour tours now, tour buses and stuff like that. And there's no hassle. Everyone yeah. is in good form. So they're all on nice holidays. And, they're having a ball time. Well, that's that's well, yeah. that's it. But you, it's nice to go to work and and have that instead Absolutely. of worrying in the morning. I know. Are you going to be attacked? I feel sorry for them lads there that are on because I know a few a few friends of mine in Dublin that that drive and it it is it's 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 disgraceful actually. What what, what it's terrible. To, I see see I see a text in here from a listener says I was attacked in a train just before COVID. I managed to fend off the guy. He reported it to Irish Rail. There was no staff anywhere. Asked for CCTV footage. To to be told that the CCTV wasn't working. If I'd have been injured, um, there would have been no proof for any evidence. Another listener says, regarding the chat about public transport, I use the Red Lewis line daily and I've experienced extremely dangerous antisocial behaviour. I've texted the helpline and to be honest, it's a total joke, says this texter. Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan. Weekdays at midday. Brought to you by Active Iron on News Talk.